0: James, I don't need saved anymore because I'm saved, but there are some days I'd like to play golf in the afternoons. So if you can control the weather for me on those days so it doesn't rain, I'd really appreciate that. Very nice of you to step out. <laughs> well, praise God. Are you ready this morning? All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We are living in a time, I think, of tremendous change in the church basically because of tremendous revelation that's coming to the body of Christ. People are starting to see things that they did not see before. You know, for years the church was crying out for God to pour out His Spirit, crying out for us to give us more authority. But we're finding out that we've got all the Spirit that we need on the inside of us each and every day. I mean, the Holy Ghost, you don't have part Holy Ghost. You don't just have His foot, His hand. You've got the whole Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And as we understand who we are in Christ and what He's done for us, what you have gets activated on the inside of you and starts to work on the inside of you. And all this is done by the Word of God. Say the Word of God. The Word of God God is the most powerful thing you're ever going to run into in your entire life as long as you read it in the Holy Ghost and not in your head. Many people read it in their head. They want to argue with the Word. They want to tell the Word what to do and what not to do and how to think. But the Word of God is God speaking to you. Say, the Word of God God. is God God talking to me. me. Now, it don't matter if it comes through Paul or Peter, whoever, God is trying to speak to you about something in your life to show you something that you need to change and get revelation for. Everybody thinks the problem in the world today is sin. It is not. It is a sinner problem. If you get rid of the sinner, you'll get rid of the sin, praise God, and the way that you do that is by something called being born again. When you're born again on the inside, you get a brand new nature, aren't you glad? A brand new nature comes on the inside of you, and at that time your desires changed. My desires instantly changed when I got born again. I no longer wanted to go to the bar, I wanted to go to church. Uh Hallelujah, at first, uh, before I got born again, I loved three people, me, myself, and I. But once I got born again, I started thinking about other people and their needs and what they needed and how God could help them and what would take place. What happened? A miracle took place on the inside of me. Everybody looking for miracle, 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 you're already one. Now you've got to grow and start to walk in that miracle, praise God. And that's done through the word of the living God. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You think we're going to 17, but we're not. Look at verse 14. For the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that if one died for all then we're all what? And that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. One of my favorite scriptures is in Colossians where it says not only did God create you he created you for him. That, that scripture changed my life because I knew that I was born again. I knew that He created me, and I was trying to figure out what to do in my whole life. But when I found out I was created for Him, it was probably important to go to Him to find out what He created me for, so that I could do what He wanted to do. Are you following me? So here it says basically the day that when you got born again, it says when Christ died for one, all were dead. Say all were dead. So, that means the day that Jesus Christ died on the cross, basically He took your old person, who you were, all the old desires, all that stuff, and He killed it. Yes. And when He was raised from the dead, He was raised for your justification. So, when was I justified? The possibility for me of being justified was my whole life, but it was already provided way back when Jesus came out of the ground. Are you following me? And once I agreed with that, by faith, say by faith. Right. Say not by works. By faith, once I agreed with that, then I walked into a place of being born again and being just as if I never sinned. Praise God. Hallelujah. So here it says, one died for all and all are dead. So this morning, you are a new person. You're not the person that you used to be. The Bible says you were created after God in righteousness and true holiness. Now notice not to become righteous and holy but you were created in righteousness and true holiness. And this new person in you will start to express himself out of you when you come into agreement and association with your new identity. Say new identity. The identity crisis in the world now and in the church is absolutely ridiculous. People have no idea who they are. They want the news to tell them who they are. They want their grandma to tell them who they are. They want everybody to tell them who they are. Why not go to the one who made you and find out who you really are and dispel those other things out of your life? Deliverance in my life came from just finding out who I was and agreeing with God in those situations. Set me free time and time and time again. So basically, we want to go to the Word of God and find out. So, this new man in me, see, I have a new man in me, Christ man. And now, as you associate with him by faith and identify with him, he will start to manifest through you in your life. Praise God. Isn't that good? How many would like that to happen? All right, so here it says, one died, died for all. In other words, Jesus died for you. The word here says, in another translation, the old manner of life, the old man, the previous moral and spiritual condition died. How many of you are glad? How many know your morals are different now since you've been born again? God, I hope so, or you need to get saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. Yes, there was a total change on the inside of you. What you thought was right before is not right. What you thought was wrong before is not wrong, praise God. And the old manner of this person was when you got born again was dead. So now i got this new man in me, and I have no idea who I am. I have no idea. I know my, my, everything's changed. My feelings have changed. My desires have changed. But I don't know who I am, so I have to go to the book of the Word of God to find out who I really am on the inside of me. Otherwise, I'll keep acting like who I was. Even though I have God potential in me, I'll still act like the devil and those things. Say, the sinner has died. The failure has died. The weak person has died. The angry man, dead. Sick man, dead. Fearful man, dead. He died with Christ. He's gone. Passed away forever. Now that separates you, don't it? You are either born of God you're born of the devil you're either born of adam or you're born of jesus christ and you got to make up your mind see there's there's no half breeds in the kingdom of god there are a lot of people who think they're half breeds but they're not half-breeds. You're one or two other, praise God. You are not half-righteous, you're not half-holy, you're not half-powerful. If you're born of God, you are born after God in righteousness, holiness, with the same nature that He has on the inside of you that wants to manifest out of the inside of you. So, you're not a half and half. Now, how many know you've ran into people who are born again and you don't know if they're lost or saved? I've seen some sinners look more saved than some saints which has got to be difficult for them to do since they have a different nature on the inside. But you should be able to see a change in your life. Other people around you should start to see a change the way you think, the way you operate, the way you do things. Now, why can one person be over here and be born again a a few months and all at once be manifesting the love of Christ and the power of Christ and somebody over here be born again for 25 years and they're just walking the same way that they always did? Did this, this one get a better salvation? Did God love this one more than he loved that one? No, it's because one has slowly learned through faith and who they are uh, to start to manifest what's on the inside of them and agree with it and it's flowing out of the inside of them. See, your growth is dependent on you. Yes, right. Amen. We pray, God, do more, God do more, God do more. God says I'll do more when you believe more. See, so you want to put everything on God. God, you do it. You do this, you ain't do it. God just didn't want to do that because he didn't do that. No. He's waiting on you to get a clue of who you are and what you can walk in and what you can do in your life, praise God. So I want to slowly find out who I am, then I want to agree with that. All at once I found out, praise God, that when I got born again that that I was supposed to be a pastor. All at once God just spoke to me, said, you're going to be pastoring people. I said, fine, whatever you want. You know, I was at that stage where I didn't care. I just wanted to do whatever God wanted me to do. But as I kept going and and I kept studying and I kept doing things, I found out that everything that I needed was already in me. So I started praying for God to give me things and he was slowly trying to reveal to me that everything that I needed he already put in me before I was born into this earth. The ability to counsel was already in me. The ability to preach was already in me. Everything that I needed was already in me, but I had to agree with what was in me in order for it to manifest out of me and complete the work that God wanted me to do. Are you following me? Yeah. I mean the old the old man was a sinner and he was a drunk. The new man wasn't that way. He was a pastor, he was a teacher, he cared for other people, praise God, and the more I agreed with the word, say agreed with the word, things started changing in my life change is the big word for you people talk about revival revival is just constant change you get to a place where you're not walking in viral anymore you became stagnant you know why because you know enough you got it all figured out you've been in the ministry two years and you know everything there is to know so you really don't have to change anymore but i'm too busy changing everybody else around me I'll tell you, not only won't that revive you sometimes, that'll kill you. See? So I want to keep changing. I've been in this business a long time and I'm changing every single day. I'm seeing somebody other place where I can make just a little tweak adjustment on that thing. Sometimes I'll say things that I don't know are wrong. Go home and the Holy Ghost said, Boy, that was dumb. And I say, Why? And He tells me why. And you see what I mean? The Holy Ghost is always at work, always doing things, always refining you, always making you more like Jesus Christ. That's the, the goal that He has for you and has placed it on the inside of you. And Christ lives on the inside of you. So I run into Christians everywhere who don't believe this. They believe in their self performance more than they do in his performance. And that's where religion comes in. It's not based on what you do, it's based on what he already did and taking advantage of everything that he already did for you, praise God. So, you run into people in the church and you would say, how long have you been? I've been 20 years in the church, I've been saved. I said, you're saved? I said, are you born again? Yeah, oh yes, I'm born again. Are you righteous? I should say not. Uh, are you holy? Of course I'm not. And then you want to quote Scripture. There is none righteous, no not one. <laughs> See, they want to quote half the Scripture, the Adam side, but don't want to quote the Jesus side on the other side, praise God, hallelujah. I said, well, then you're not righteous yet? No, but I'm on my way. I've been struggling and fighting for 20 years and I'm just getting a little bit more and more righteous each and every day and I'm going to get there sooner or later and I'm going to become righteous, praise God, hallelujah. And I said, well, how will you know when you're righteous? And they say, when I'm walking completely righteous. And I said, well, why don't you just do it God's way? Why don't you just believe you are righteous and you'll walk righteous? As a man thinks in his heart, so is. So if you think you're a sinner, I guarantee you're going to fight sin the rest of your life. If you think you're unrighteous, you're going to fight righteousness your whole entire life to do it. And then we pray stupid prayers. You know, Lord, created me a clean heart. God says I did. Lord, help me with my anger problem. I did. I killed the old angry man a long time ago. See, we we pray stupid prayers because we think it's all up to God. But God has already given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. And it's based on you receiving the promises that God already gave you. He's He's already healed you. He's already delivered you. Already made you who you are, but you don't want to believe that praise. You want to believe what everybody else has told you. Well, you got this problem, you got that problem, you got this problem. Yes, I do, I got all these problems. What are you doing? I'm fighting these problems. I'm just doing my best to get through these problems. How are you let me do it fifty-two years now and I'm just about to get there? You're never gonna get there. Because it's your identity that sets you free and keeps you free. See everybody wants a fix. I'm born again. I'm a mess. I don't care about God. I don't listen to anything, but I don't feel good. Lay hands on me, deliver me, heal me, and I'm going to go away and live just the way I did before. And I'll tell you what, you'll have seven more devils of sickness and disease in your life before it over. You've got to grow up in this stuff. Come on now. It's something you've got to grow into, and it's an everyday growth that you get every day because the Holy Ghost is not taking a break any time. Praise God. Say, who I am, who I am is, not is not based on my performance. On my performance. Who, I who I am is based on, is based on his performance. His performance. Faith in his performance performance will take care of of my my performance. My God, that's the most powerful thing God ever spoke to me right there. If I just put faith in His finished work, it'll eliminate in my life. See, we're always trying to get things out of our life. God never told you to get things out of your life. He told you to receive what He's got for you, and when you receive it, those things will leave your life. It's not a fight for you. It's not a battle for you. It's already been done. You go into a dark room. You can complain about the darkness for two hours. You can sit there and run around about the dark. You can pray for somebody to come and deliver you of the darkness. But let me tell you what to do. Turn on the light. And when you turn on the light, you don't have to fight the darkness. Guess what happens? Are you following me? So, as you receive your identity, all those things you've been fighting with and in bondage with for years, leave your life. You don't have to battle them. You don't have to fight them. When you find out that you're the most patient person in the entire world, you won't ever have to worry about anger again. But if you think you're an angry man, and you're going to fight that anger, and every time it starts to rise up, I'm going to count to ten. One, two, three, four, five. It's all works, self-performance. God don't care about your performance. He wants you to know about his performance, praise God. And the more you put faith in his performance, it will deliver you of everything in your life. Are you following me? We preach so much sin and the things that are wrong that people believe it. I mean I took a test one time in a church we were at down south and somebody was there who I don't know they check your character or do whatever they want to do and you had to fill out all these questions of the thing and we went to it. She must have made me go to it, I wouldn't have went without praise God. <laughs> went there and filled it out and I took the thing and it came back. You are an extreme introvert. You'll never be able to stand in front of people, you'll never be able to preach, you'll never be able to because you're none of them. and for a while I believed it. I mean he he knew what he was doing. He goes around churches and does this stuff. He'd been saved a lot longer than I have. How you doing? I'm introverted. How you doing? I ain't talking to you. I don't talk to people. There's three of you. Don't even bother to come. I'm introverted. So I started believing those things. But then I got to the Word and it never said I was created after God an introvert. So when I found out righteous and holiness, I was created with boldness. I was created with an anointing. I was created with power. All these things that I started to believe those things and those things in my life that people told me which were not the truth, they were lies. I didn't have to fight against them, thank God. That will wear you out. Most people in church are wore out because they are fighting their religious self. The biggest battle they got is between this ear and that ear. That's where the fight is. That's where they are wearing themselves out. I am, I'm not. I am. Well, they said I was, but I'm not. I don't think I am, but I might be. But then that person said I was, so I must be. And back and forth and back and forth. I don't care. It matters what this says right here. All right, look at verse 19. It says, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Now, notice, notice the operation here. To wit, it was God in who? Christ. Christ reconciling the word unto himself. So we can read it this way it was God being let loose in Christ, it was a God allowed to express himself through Christ to the world and what were the results blind eyes come on, deaf ears opened cripples got up devils came out the dead was raised and Jesus made it simple he said it's the Father in me he doeth the works why he was identifying with who was in him which manifested who was in him to flow out of him and do what the Father wanted to do so I put this uh, here's what I think Jesus was saying I have yielded to associated with identified with the God in me and that allows him to manifest through me and he simply said, if you've seen me. Can you see the relation? We can't see that. I mean you walk up to somebody and say, How you doing? Good. It, it it's Christ in me. He doeth the works. it say, You're nuts, man. You need to go back. Cult. T C V C cult. Come on. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen me. <laughs> <laughs> but notice he changes it in here, he said it was. Notice verse 19, to wit that God was, say was. Now, now what is the dispensation today? So Jesus comes, he suffers and dies, he makes you righteous so that he can put himself and his spirit on the inside of you. Now it's not God in Christ reconciling the world, but it's Christ in you reconciling the world, bringing the world unto himself. What should the results be? The same thing, blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, people getting saved, people getting delivered, people getting healed. As we associate with a man who's on the inside of us, the Christ in you. If you've seen me, you've seen Christ. It should be if you've seen the church, you've seen Christ. But the church hasn't been operating this way. Why is that? Because of their identity, praise God. The identity is wrong. So this is the ministry of the church. This is a ministry God wants right now. He wants that new man on the inside of us to be able to express himself. See, God is love, so there's love on the inside of you. It is normal for you to love people. Even tough people to love. Even people your feelings don't want to love. Even people you'd like to scream, holler at, and slap. (laughs) See, because it's the love of God, isn't it? I mean, you think about it. If God was like us, he'd have slapped us so many times, we'd be bruised all over the place, praise God. But he don't operate that way, does he? He operates in love, doesn't he? So there's love on the inside of me. So I'm not going to walk around saying, I wish I could love. Boy, I'd like to be a lover, but these people just make me mad. You know, if I was a monk... I'd be able to love everybody because nobody would be around me. Then I'd be in my own little cage and I'd get along with everybody. If it wasn't for people, the ministry would be wonderful. How many of you heard that? Well, if it wasn't for people, how are you going to minister to anybody for God's sakes? You're Lord. So what are we doing? We're allowing who's in us to start to come out of us. Pretty soon it's going to come to a place where people are going to see you different than anyone else. Sometimes it's not even the words that you say, it's the way you act that draw people to you, you know? It doesn't have to be something big. You can just be in a high-test situation and have peace, and people will wonder why you're not nuts, number one. But then they'll understand. They'll say, how can you be this way? The whole world's gone to hell in a handbasket. It's terrible out there. It's not going on. Well, I've got eternal life, number one, praise God, and I'm doing just fine because Jesus lives on the inside of me, and he loves me very much, and this is the day the Lord has made, so I will rejoice. Well, give me something to rejoice about, and I'll rejoice in him too. I mean no, that's backwards. See? We just want to believe the word. All right, go to Ephesians chapter four. All right, Ephesians chapter four, look at verse twenty-two. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which after God is created and righteousness and true what? All right, here's a Kenneth Weiss translation. It says that you put off once and once for all the old man and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you once and once for all put on the new man which is Godlike in nature." I like that because it gives you the once and once for all. In other words, I've got to make a decision someday who I'm going to live after and who I am. If the old man's dead, then all the characteristics and the nature of the old man that rise up on the inside of me, I'm going to have to deny them because that's not who I am anymore. You see, I, I like cop shows. I watch a lot of cop shows, and I definitely like the ones where the mafia is involved and all that stuff. I, don't, I just like that kind of stuff. Anyway, if, if you've got a guy who basically gets caught and he testifies and gives up all these big mafia guys, they put him in witness protection. How many of you know that? I mean, they change his name. They change everything about the guy and put him in another part and just leave him go. And if somebody walked down the street one day and he's in witness protection, say, Joe, how you doing? He's got to look and say, Joe. No, I'm not Joe. I'm Bill. No, you look like Joe. I'm sorry. I'm Bill. What's he got to do? He's got to deny who he was in order to live the kind of life he needs to live and not get killed. Well, it's the same way in the church. You've been put in witness protection, praise God. Holy Ghost witness protection. And when somebody comes up and says you're stupid, you got to say, not me, praise God. I don't know who you're talking to, but it's not me, glory to God. I don't know who the heck it is. I don't know who you're talking to, praise God. You're fearful. No, no, I'm not fearful, praise God. I'm full of the joy of the Lord and full of faith. I don't do that stuff. Are you having another down day? I don't do down days, praise God. I just do up days. And tomorrow I'm going to be upper than I was today till I'm up far enough to be upper, 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 upper. praise God, hallelujah. So what am I doing? That's who I am. I'm basically in Holy Ghost witness protection at the time. I want to associate with this new identity. I want to, I want to understand this new identity. I want to act like the new identity. I don't want to move the old identity. And some people can't even get rid of. Of their past sins before they got born again. They're still struggling with them. When you, when well, that guy died, he's dead. The Bible says he removed sin as far as from the east to the west. He removed your old man as far as the east and from the west also, praise God. He's gone and that's not who you are, praise God. Say, I believe I'm a new creation. I believe the old man, the old sin nature is passed away and I put him off once and once for all. I disassociate with, disclaim disclaim, disclaim, his nature. I no longer identify identify with him. him. Okay, go to Romans chapter 5. There are specific areas that have been over the years already figured out for you to do. In other words, when I was in the mail service, I was supposed to lose it and go postal sooner or later. Because everybody does. It's in the, it's the post office. There's too much stress. And everybody hates you, everything else. So you're supposed to go postal. Well, I didn't identify with postal. There were enough people identifying with postal without me joining the club. Are you following me? So I was going to identify with that identity of a... Oh, you're a postal worker. I'm probably going to go postal because that's what everybody said. No, I wasn't going to grab onto that because that was not my identity, are you see? Some people had no identity, so they grabbed it. Praise God. They threatened to come in and go postal a couple times, praise God. <laughs> Why was that? Because that's what they were taught. That's who they were. That's who they were supposed to be. It puts you in a position. Even when I got to be walked in and, and became a pastor, you know, there, there's slots for pastors, you know? Oh, yeah. After three years, you're supposed to be in a straight jacket for at least two weeks. <laughs> you're supposed to be bogged down with all these problems all the time to a place to where you're barely keeping your head above water. If that's a pastor I didn't want to be one or associate with one. I got to be honest with you. And I went to God. I said, "This is it, praise God. This is I mean, if this is what I got to be, you better pick something else out cuz I ain't going to do this stuff, you know. I want to live in peace and joy and happiness and I want to live with you and I want to live in your presence. I don't want to do this stuff. But it was a pattern set up. See, this is what you this is where you're going to be. This is what you're going to be with each and everything. And the same thing is with our our background. You know? Well, what are you? Greek. I'm Greek. How do Greeks act? They act like this. Well, no, they don't. Not born again Greeks. Born again don't have to act like that, do you see? And we even claim things. You know, well, my grandmother died of a heart attack at 50, and my mom died at 49, and I've got one year left because I'm 47. Why is that? See, you're identifying with something that's not your identity. Your identity is a healed person walking in the power of God and the anointing of God and walking in the victory of God. So don't grab those things and claim those things and get those things. It's up to you. The Bible says you choose this day, life or death. You choose blessing or cursing. Well, God, I'm living under the curse. It's not his fault. you making a wrong choice somewhere along the line, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, Romans chapter 5. Look at verse 8. But God commends His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by His what? His life. So notice, we were sinners, weren't we? All of us were sinners at one time. But now, say now how many know now is now yes. now you have been justified so you are justified you are no longer a sinner so when sin temptation comes to me I can't sin because I'm justified are you following me when I'm even looking and tempted to sin I can't do it why I'm justified I can't do that now how are you justified were you justified by your performance no you were justified by what notice what it says in the verse justified by what the blood, say the blood. So it's the blood that justified me. Now here's the best thing about it. If you're justified by the blood, the blood never changes. If you're justified by your performance, it changes on an hourly basis. So one minute you're justified. Why? I just gave ten dollars to a poor person. And ten minutes later you kicked the dog and slapped your husband, and all once you're not justified anymore. So you're back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. No, you were justified by the blood. Say I was justified by the blood. Now, some people I've mean, even talked to are born again. They believe they're a sinner washed, a sinner cleaned, a sinner whatever. So, what do they do in their whole life? They're trying their best not to sin, to control sin. They may even fast to stop sinning. They may try all this stuff, but that's not our thought life at TCVC. At TCVC, I was a sinner, but now I am justified in the righteousness of God in Christ. And sin no longer has dominion over me, praise God. That old man is dead, and I'm a brand new man right now. Hallelujah. you got some people that come in, well, I've always had an anger problem. My dad's had an anger problem. My grandpa, he was one of the best anger persons you've ever met in your life. And I'm just the angriest person you saw. And I'm doing my best. I'm trying to control my anger. I'm trying not to get angry anymore. Well, that's not it here at TCVC. We believe we're a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old angry man is dead and gone once and for all. And I never get angry. I never rise up on the inside. I never get frustrated, praise God, because I'm not angry anymore. I'm a peaceful man, praise God. Hallelujah. And it's the same way if a symptom hits your body. Oh, I've got a symptom in my body. I'm sick as a dog. Well, just be sick, not as a dog to start with. That's a good start. <laughs> but the Bible says that you are healed, praise God. The Bible, well, no, I'm sick, I'm sick. Well, when are you going to believe you're healed? Here you go. When am I going to believe I'm healed? When I no longer have any symptoms in my body. How many of you know you don't have to be born again to figure that out? <laughs> Do you? I mean, a sinner that's sick would believe they're healed when they don't have a Symptom in their body, but what am I? I'm a new creation man, and I am healed. Praise God from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And I may look different. I may not look like I'm healed. I may not walk like I'm healed. I may. But the Bible says I'm healed, and I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what's going to happen sooner or later? That healing, which you are. I mean, no, Jesus isn't sick. It's going to agree with that and it's going to grow on the inside of you. And all at once instead of closing your eyes and seeing yourself in a wheelchair just about ready to die, you're going to see yourself getting stronger. Praise God. You're going to see yourself up doing things you ain't been doing. You're going to start seeing your things do sense. And all at once what's in you is going to explode out of the inside of you. The Christ nature is going to manifest out of the inside. There's going to be a transfiguration of the person on the inside of you. Notice it can even get in your clothes. When he comes out of here and gets in your body, what you're wearing may end up a little sticky For it's over with, praise God, hallelujah. How I many know Paul handed out handkerchiefs? Come on, he was wiping his face, the sweat off all of them, throwing it at people, and they were getting healed and delivered. Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, he says his clothes was whiter than anybody could put. I don't care how much bleach you put on they couldn't have got as white as they were. Where did that come from? It came from the inside of him, flowing into his physical body, coming out while he was associating with a God on the inside of him, and what that God could do on the inside of him. So it's not based on your performance and if it's based on your performance or the natural you'll always be pursuing something that God already did for you. Yes. Are you following me? He's still I'm going to I'm going to become I'm just going to become holy. I'm telling you right now, I have made a decision to become holy. All right, go ahead. What are you going to do to become holy? Well, I'm going to smile at somebody. Okay, well that's a start. Praise God. Hallelujah. But if you believe who you are, praise God, right off the bat, then basically it works on the inside of you cuz it's done by faith. Say it's done by faith. So when I found out that I was a pastor and I was going to pastor and I started studying the Bible, all at once I came across a scripture that says I was an anointed pastor. Huh. Huh. I mean, you oh, know, that's better. That's better than just being a pastor because I've seen some that weren't anointed and they in a mess, praise God. So I decided I'm an anointed pastor. Well, Hawaii, can you say that? Because he said that. What did you do to do that? Absolutely nothing. It was a free gift from Jesus Christ when he came to live on the inside of me and I got born again. I'm an anointed pastor. Then I found out I was a holy pastor. Huh. Then I found out I was a righteous pastor. <laughs> And I found out I was a peaceful pastor. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. People say, do you get revelation? You better. He promised it to you. It's yours. Just read the book and get the revelation out of it. I don't get no revelation. Well, I guess not. Why? You're waiting until you get some to get some. Are you following me? You don't wait on these to get these things. You believe these things. How do we grow? Do we grow by performance? By performance? By faith through faith. From one level of glory to another level of of glory. So if you've got to wait to see the outcome before you'll believe it, you're no better off than anybody who's not saved. Because they're doing the same thing. Are you going to be rich? Yes, I'm going to be rich. How soon? As soon as I get the money. As soon as the money comes in, I'm going to be one rich dude, praise God, I'll tell you that. And 50 years later, they're still trying to get rich no he already said you're rich he already said he opened the windows of heaven he's pouring out a blessing upon you that you cannot contain he's already said if you're a giver he's given unto you pressed down shaken together running over so that's me see that's where I am I'm a rich person praise God I don't care what my bank account says I don't care what my broker says who, who deal with a broker what a name have you ever thought about that who are you going to give your money to a broker I don't want to get broker what did they come up with that name I gave all my money to a broker. Good luck. Because he's already a broker. Praise God before you gave him the money. There's a place where we go over to visit Aaron right there on 27. It's a great big place. It's got a gas station and everything there. And it's called Broken Poor. It's got it written on the sign of the thing. And every time we go over there, it's trying to open up again. And then we'll go back and it's closed. And we come back and it's open up. I just want to go and say, hey, you've got to change the name of this place. You are going to be broken poor forever, for God's sakes. And you write it on the wall of your building so the whole world and everybody drives by and says, Look at that, broken poor. So everybody's testifying, they're prophesying with you. You're in agreement with everybody driving by, and you wonder why you're broke. Jesus. Been broken poor now for 12 years, and I've been going over there, praise God, and they wonder why. Well, praise God, it not only works for, for the people out there, it works for Christians too, see? It makes a difference. So we want to believe what the Word says, praise God. Whatever you're struggling with or been struggling with a need, just believe what the Word says for you. See, nobody could call me an alcoholic after I got born again and got revelation. Oh, you're an alcoholic. No, you used to be an alcoholic, not an alcoholic anymore. Don't you desire to drink anymore? Why would I? I'm not an alcoholic. If I was an alcoholic, I definitely desire to drink. So you can do this with smoking. Can do it with drugs. I'm a smoker. I'm trying to quit. We'll just keep trying to quit. First of all, you got to change your believer in your mouth. So as you, I'm delivered from smoking. Tell you right now, I ain't smoking anymore. My days of smoking are gone. Jesus delivered me from smoking praise God I'm so glad that he's totally set me free praise God and one day you're going to take that thing out put it in your mouth you're going to say what am I doing here that's the most ridiculous thing I ever Crumble it up and throw it on the floor why because now you've went with your identity and the power to set you free is already on the inside of you the problem is you keep talking contrary to the power and who you are on the inside then you want to fight for it and you want to get delivered so you can pat yourself on the back how did you get delivered oh I just struggled and struggled I will-powered and will-powered. It's a lot easier with Jesus. Yes, it is. It just goes just like that. So, praise God, when I got born again, I wasn't an alcoholic anymore. I knew it right away. Something changed. Desire wasn't changed. Nothing but there. So, I wasn't going to claim that anymore. Praise God. See? Mm, Da-da-da-da-da-da. All right. You want this? You want this? Okay. The whole church is in a lot of places in a mess and Born again people are in a mess and the reason they're in a mess when God's got all these great promises in here and the greatest promise is his divine nature that's been given to us, the reason why they're still here and not operating in all this stuff is because they think they're a grasshopper. Uh Come on, remember the Old Testament? I have given you all the promises of the promised land. We went over and looked at it but there's giants there and we nothing but grasshoppers and we can't get the promises because... We grasshoppers, praise God. That's what we are. See? And most people in the church are the same way. Are you saved? Yeah. Poor? Broke. Sick as a dog. Holy? No way. Righteous? I should say not. Praise God. Pleasing Jesus? Trying to. See? That's grasshopper mentality. You cannot get in the promises of God unless you agree with the promises of God and understand that's who you are. So, everybody's got a grasshopper mentality. Everybody's poor. Everybody's broke. Everybody's sick. Nobody's got any power. Nobody can fulfill the purpose that they're giving them because you need everything he put in you to fulfill your purpose. How many of you know that? Like a young man was talking about this morning. You don't find out what you're supposed to do, then you do it. Okay, God, I know what I'm supposed to do. Now, I'll take over. Let's see what this pastor did. He freaked out after three years, put him aside. Oh, he had break down at five years. That's pretty good. I'll go for him, praise God. At least I'll make it five years. Uh, what does this do? He threw people out of the church who sinned. Okay, well, take care of that. You know, there's preachers like that. Who if they catch you sinning, they just throw you right out of the church, praise God. Well, don't you think church might help them? Right. Just a thought. Just a thought, praise God. So I want to put my faith in the blood. I don't want to put my faith in what's going on in the natural. I don't want to put it what's going on here, what's going on there, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And I want to see myself as God, not as a grasshopper. I want to see myself as, who was it, Joshua and Caleb, who had a different spirit on them. And why did they? Because they were in agreement with God. They were going over them. that stuff wasn't. And you're always going to have obstacles in front of you. See, for you to claim to be something, there's always going to be enough people and enough situations telling you that's not who you are because it wants to keep you from walking in your identity and who you are. But you've got to throw that old man away once and for all, praise God. I'm not that way anymore. That's not the way I respond anymore. All right, one more. Go to Mark chapter 10. This is where the equipment God gave you starts to work. This is where your anointing starts to flow. This is where your authority starts to happen when you hook up with His identity. You know, the Bible says that Paul said uh, He no longer lives, but He lives by the faith of God. Say faith of God. It's impossible to have the faith of God if you don't have the nature of God. See? And since nobody's got the nature of God, they're living by their own faith. I'd rather live by His faith if you don't mind. Why is that? Because if I've got his nature, I've got his faith. I've got his boldness. I've got everything there. So the, the nature comes first. The identity comes first. And then the power flows out of that yeah. and comes from that. Yeah. All right, Mark chapter 10. I did not line up because it's Matthew. Here we go. All right, Mark chapter 10, look at verse 46. And they came to Jericho... And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus, and Jesus said unto him, What do you want me to do? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole, and immediately he received his sight, and he followed Jesus in the way. Now, this is an interesting story. Here you have a blind man. Say, blind man. Now notice, one thing you notice, I notice in the Bible basically from people who weren't saved at this time or whatever, they always took the identity of what they were in the natural because they didn't have the other identity. You never see Elizabeth, the woman with the issue of blood. You just see the woman with the issue of blood. You see someone, they're coming down the hill and all once here comes a leper, it doesn't say here comes George, Henry. Here comes the leper. See, because the tags are put on people from what the natural can see you, they put a tag on you. You know, there's always late Joe. There's, uh, never shows up. There's overeating Bill as he sits there and eats four plate loads of stuff. So you pick up these these titles and these things and all these people had them. So here was a guy who basically actually had a name. How many know that was good? Yeah. So Bartimaeus was there. He heard Jesus was coming by. He didn't want to be blind anymore. So Jesus stood still. Say so stood still. Now notice there was obstacles, wasn't it? They told him to shut up several times. That's not you. You're not going to get anything. It's not going to work for you. But he went past that anyway. And Jesus called him. Say, Jesus called him. Jesus. Now notice what he did. He took his garment. Back in those days, if you were blind, you wore a special garment that told people you were blind, so they would help you across the street and everything else. So once Jesus called him, once he found it in the word, once he found Jesus, he took that garment, praise God, of blindness, and he threw that thing away. Once he didn't wait till after Jesus prayed. Yes. He didn't wait till after he could see. He did it, praise God, for even he did. Ooh, I got the word on this. I got Jesus. If I'm gonna take that garment off, I'm gonna throw it away a blindness because it's all over with now. Praise God. He got the Jesus laid hand on him, and he could instantly see. See, most people want to go there, get prayed for. No. No. Uh, Brother Joe, could you pray for? No. Brother Willie, could you pray? Well, you? no, no, no. See, the faith is on this end. The identity is on this end. The new man is on this end. And the new man receives everything he asks God in line with the word of God. See, why aren't my prayers working? Because you're praying out of an old man mentality. Do you think God moves in sympathy? He don't. He abides by laws just like we do. How many of you know that? See, you you can go home today and, and you can have a key in your pocket and put it in there and go to the front door and it's locked and not take the key out. And You can scream at that front door. You can cast the devil out of that doorknob. You can scream and holler. You can lay hands on that door and it's not going to open until you use the key and use the law to do it. Right. And God's the same way. We don't want to obey God. We don't want to believe what God's saying but we want to shout God, do something, do something. He can't do anything. He's already given you the law that opens the door to the key to what you're supposed to do and you won't take the key out. Right. Oh, right. There you stand with the key. Yeah. Well, God just don't love me. Mm. If He did, He'd open the door and that's the way we think about everything that's not the way it is praise God there's laws that you abide and this guy had it he said hey hey," praise God Jesus (laughs) called me goodbye blindness forever laid hands on him bang all at once he could see praise God and how many know that was a happy day for him And the days will get happier for us as we start to understand who we are, start to believe who we are, start to confess who we are, start to act like who we are. You're going to see the blessings of God come into your life like you've never seen them come into your life before. Money's going to knock people down. There's going to be so much of it. Your biggest problem is what to do with it. How many know that's a better problem than not having any? it's, It's sitting right there. It's waiting. God's got abundance everywhere to come in. But everybody wants to be a grasshopper. Lord, you know that we're poor. We've only had one loaf of bread the last two weeks, Lord. Please, well, God he goes. <laughs> See, if God was moved by feelings and emotions, He'd be doing a lot of moving right now. I mean, there's a lot of things in the world that need change. Praise God. But it's not that way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He moves by your faith and who you are and what you can do and the boldness that you have. Praise God. Say, I am, I am a, new a new creation. Old things old have things passed, away. passed away. All things, All things have, have become, new. become new. I am. The righteousness righteousness. of God in Christ, Christ. I am holy, I am powerful, I I have everything everything. that I need need. in in this world. All right, put your hands on your belly. In the name of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I pronounce over your life today a word of blessing. I declare that you are blessed and you are not cursed. I declare that you are free and not bound. I pronounce that you are healed and not sick, joyful and not afflicted an overcomer, not defeated, strong and not weak. I declare that your mind is not in confusion today, but you have the mind of Christ. I declare now in Jesus' name that every deep planted root that has been a result of a word curse, a negative declaration, a false doctrine, a religious word that may have been spoken over you, every word that you may have spoken over yourself, every idea that the devil has tried to put in your mind is uprooted in the name of Jesus right now. I release the proper self image into your mind, the image of Jesus Christ, who is the image of God. I declare you are being changed into the same image from one level of glory to another level of glory. In Jesus' name, I break off of you everything that has hindered you, everything that limited you, and I declare that your self-image will rise into the likeness of Jesus Christ, and that image will begin to manifest this day. I declare that your life will be changed from this moment on. You are a warrior. You are victorious. You are more than a conqueror. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus, and you are a son of the living God. Hallelujah. If you believe it, give the Lord a hand clap this morning.